0: Hello, and welcome to The Daily Cron for Wednesday, January 16th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. Today, I wanted to talk about business continuity. That's the idea that you want to have a plan for how your business will continue operating if you know, you're know you not available or if there's some kind of disaster, something that happens. So that can be anything from you, know, you get hit by a bus to you're taking a vacation, or maybe there is a fire and you lose your office, you lose your computer because it gets stolen, stuff like that. So anything that could interrupt your business for some extended period of time. So how do you how do you recover from that, whether it be a disaster or you know a vacation, you know how do you keep things? Ideally, you want your business to just keep humming along, at least for a while when you're not directly involved, because that way, you know. You know you're still making money and things are still working and you don't have to worry about it. But that's not always possible. And a business continuity plan is important because if something does happen to you or something to your business, your property that interrupts your ability to do business. I mean, you you can you could go out of business because of it if you don't have a plan in place and the proper infrastructure set up. So that's what I want to talk about specifically from the perspective of a person thinking about this as an individual. Uh, entrepreneur, business owner, or someone with a very small team, like maybe one business partner, maybe, maybe a couple employees or something like that, because that's where I am. I've been thinking about business continuity lately. Uh, So it, when you're thinking about this, you're trying to come up with your plan, it's going to really depend on the type of business you have, obviously. If you're big business, this is a very different discussion, but let's assume you're one person or two people, okay? If you're one person, it may be the case that if you get sick or you're hit by a bus, your business just stops working. It just stops because maybe you are a solely a consultant. If you aren't doing the work, then it's not getting done. There's no business. But what if you are married, you have a spouse and kids and all, and your business is not just you know, doing that, just doing consulting? You know, ideally, you'd want your business to continue, if at all possible, so you could still be supporting your loved ones, right? Uh, or in a less dramatic sense, if you're just sick for a while, you want to be able to recover and not have to worry about your business going under. Because, you know, when we're sick, we want to focus on that, on recovery and not on, on these other things. Um, or if you just want to take a vacation, you just want to have like two or three weeks when you're just not bothered by work. That's very important to refresh yourself. So it still works out. So if you're an individual or if you have a business partner, most of these are going to be, most of these suggestions I'm going to have and these tools I'm going to suggest are applicable, but you may be using them slightly differently. So uh, some of the things you're going to want to think about, and then I'll get to the tools that may help you address them. Uh, who's going to handle billing and, and how does billing and money issues work out? If you have any employees, like how does payroll work? Is that automated? Is it going to function if you're on vacation for a couple of weeks? Who can communicate with uh, clients? Like if, you know, you're out and clients have questions or new new people are coming in who want to buy your service or product, Is, can they do that without you around? Uh, who's going to update social media and the websites? Or how's that going to happen? Maybe that's a very important part of your business. If A lot of businesses today rely on social media traffic, you know? Uh, do you need a backup person? for your work. Like say you're a teacher and you need a substitute, or you're a performer and you need someone to fill in for gigs because you, you know, broke a leg and you're going to be, you know, unable to move anywhere for a couple weeks. Something like that. You're going to want to have a person you've prearranged to be your backup and then uh, also prearrange how they're going to get paid. And then that way, you can hopefully still get some part of your money back, you know, for, you know, for that job, not lose all of it. Also, uh, there's various kinds of insurance you know you can you can purchase so if you're unable to work I'm not super familiar with that I'm more familiar with that uh that kind of insurance for someone who's employed full time so you know talk to an appropriate insurance agency see what's available for uh, an individual entrepreneur but there's usually insurance for everything right so uh that can help potentially if you're you know you're out for a while sick so you still have some income um also something I thought about uh, is do you have like a list of all of the important people and their contact information, and uh, is a trusted person or persons able to access that list when needed? Because that actually comes up. It's come up with me in the past with a group I, I work with, where like there's there was contact information, and over the years different people come and go from the group, but the contact information has to be used every year, so it needed to be some place where everybody could access it, but it had to be secured enough that you weren't just giving out phone numbers to random people, weren't supposed to have it, you know? So uh, we used uh, uh, Google Sheets for that, but you can use, you know, a lot of things. But most importantly, you just want to think about these issues. You just want to think about, like, if I'm removed from the picture for some period of time, can my business still operate without me being hands-on? You know? If you have a business partner, you're going to think, can my business partner take over, temporarily anyway, if I'm unavailable? is, or can I take over from my business partner if they're unavailable? That's the flip side of this if you have a business partner. you have just employees, you're going to also want to think about this because they're not going to have the same level of access to information and, or be able to make decisions that you can. So I'm not sure exactly how you would deal with that situation, but that's something to think about. Uh, So a lot of these questions I think are, are partly why It's often suggested you have a business partner and not necessarily do things alone because that way you have backup. But that's a whole other discussion. And there's a lot of people who are perfectly fine as an individual business owner. So, uh, what kind of tools? Because I'm more of a software guy. So, what kind of tools can help with all this stuff? Well, I've been looking into how to automate things because I think if you automate your business as much as possible, then not only does that save you work on a day to day basis. But it means if you want to take a vacation, you're sick, then things can still get done without you touching them. So a perfect thing to automate is social media posts. Like for this podcast today, and we'll see if it works, I automated posting of new episodes to social media. And I was using Zapier. I was also testing If This Then That. Both are great tools, um, different kind of niches. Uh, Buffer is another great tool for automating social media posting. And then if you're a software developer like me, you might even be interested in doing you know, more advanced kinds of automation for things, in AWS or Azure or something like that. Like if your business itself is selling some service, for instance, my podcast host here, I mean, they sell a service uh, um, as a software as a service. So presumably that it's, it doesn't involve individuals physically clicking things to make it all work when I create, when I created my account, you know? So they automated that on the back end on their own servers so that when I create an episode it, or an upload an MP3 file, it puts it in the right place, it creates the RSS feed, all that kind of stuff. So that also counts, in my opinion, as automation because, uh, believe it or not, one way of starting a business is to manually do what you will eventually automate. So if you're in the stage where your business is, is, looks like from the, web page like it's an automated thing but it's actually just you doing a bunch of manual stuff in the back end uh, that's fine in the beginning because you learn what you have to do but then you're going to want to automate that eventually because if you know you have to touch it then you're not going to be able to get new clients when you're sick or something I also am a believer here that uh, that if you have a team or you have a business partner that a lot of communication uh, especially if you have more than one other person like you have two or three people four people in your business, Or more, you're gonna want to do a lot of communication in a group chat client, something like Slack, I think, because that because those those applications have search functions, so you can find uh you know the conversations and important information. They're public for the most part; everybody in the room can see the chat information. You don't have to specifically forward an email to each person if you forget to put them in the chain, then they don't have the information they need. Can also provide more context for some decision or or some conversation because you can share files and have integrations to the other other software systems you may be using in your business. So maybe they find the discussion about an important client document and then there's a link to the canonical version of that document in Google Drive and it's right there in Slack. You click on it and they go right to the actual document they need. So that kind of thing is just, that kind of communication is, is facilitated greatly by something like a group chat client. Okay, so uh, that's like communication and some automation of social media and things. How about money? Uh, if you know what happens if you have a fire and you lose accounting information, and you lose your books. Well, I mean that stuff should probably be in a product like Xero, which is what I use, or Quicken Online, which is another uh, excellent choice. And if you run all of your transactions, your business account, and they're recorded automatically by one of these tools, including like receipts management and such, then all that stuff can be in there and ready to go for your accountant. So it saves you time at tax tax season. But then, if you're not available, your business partner could log in and still get access to financial information that they need, um, or your accountant at that point, and they could still run reports whatever they might need. And then, uh, and then if there's something like a fire, you, know, you don't you still have all the digital versions of your receipts and things in there. Definitely, I think it's probably assumed that everybody does this already. But something like Dropbox or Google Drive or your documents. Uh, those systems, especially if you buy into the business versions of them, have a lot of features for securing access to documents, and uh, it can also save you space on your drive. If, if uh, you know, if, if uh, you you know don't have a ton of space on your actual day-to-day machine, like depending on your business. Like for instance, I do a lot of photography, so I'm looking at options on where to store data. And one one option I actually know uh, of a photographer that does this. Is they have like the big corporate Dropbox account, and then they put like their files in there as one of their locations. That's the main location for them to share it amongst the other employees, as well as adding a layer of cloud backup. Because you can buy a lot of space from them, and then you can just store it up there. And they have a they have a system where it won't actually download the files to your device. So, you know, unless you access them, unless you want to, unless you need them. So that way. It's like a more advanced selective sync, sync if you're familiar with Graphbox. And uh, so that's always a good option. But if that stuff's up in the cloud, and presumably it's in a system where someone else can access it, then that way it's available if you're out of the picture completely, and it's going to be safe in case of, like, a fire or something like that. I also think what's vital is that every individual, as well as business, use a password manager. And if you're a business, you have to take into account the fact that some of your accounts are going to be your personal accounts, some of the accounts are going to be more generic accounts that more than one person might need access to. And so a password manager can help with both of these. Because something like one password, which would I use, you can pay for a team's version. And then you can have someone else be granted access to reset your access. If you forget your master password, they can also access shared vaults in there. So you can store information that only some people should be able to access, like certain logins. And then that way it's it's not all just in your head for one thing or it's not just in your vault so that if you're unavailable someone can still do your job or if you're uh or if there's a fire or something you can come back and you know you can still get to your password and it's it's you know, not written down on a piece of paper uh because nowadays with the endless amounts the endless news of of various data breaches you know you really should be using randomly generated passwords at this point. If you're not, you're just opening yourself up to a huge risk. Huge risk. Uh, so, another thing to think about with this is we've talked about automating things, communication, finance, information, files, passwords, um, even a little bit about contact information. Like you store that in G Drive, you know, like a Google Sheet or a customer relations tool. You can also, uh, if you're working on various projects, now this gets very personal here. Depends on your, your business and, and how you like to organize your projects. But uh, I always suggest that if you're, if you're working with other people, which you probably are most, you know, most sides of businesses, not just completely you alone, but you're going to want to use something like Trello to help you organize projects and share state, the share status of things. Or you can use, if you're like a software developer, you can use um, Fogbugs or Jira or something like that. You can also use one of these systems like, like Jira or Fogbugs or Salesforce to help with email management from customers if you're a type of business that has a lot of has a lot of um a lot of customer emails, you can put them in there if you have a, if you have like a team then they can access those communications and you can access them later you know in your, uh, if uh, you're out sick you can come back you want to figure out where were you with this client you can go back and see the full context of your communications in there even if it was just all over email you can access it through an interface that like makes it easier to search. And find that stuff. Uh, But in any case, if you are in a situation where you've done all this, you put all your stuff up in the cloud, and you're using a password manager and everything. What happens if there's a disaster and like your building burns down, or maybe you work from home and you have a house fire, or there's a theft? And say you did everything right, all your data is safe. It's all encrypted on the devices, so maybe it got stolen. You know, you know, they're not going to get to it. Or everything was destroyed. In any case, you have no computer. Maybe you don't even have a phone. You have nothing. How do you access your business documents and things? How do you how do you get back to work? Go in the Apple Store. I'm a Mac guy, so I would go in the Apple Store and, and buy new equipment. Okay, now what? You know what do you do? Uh, how do you get things back booted up? Like how you you know? So what you can do is you put your the way the one way of doing this is you put all of your you've been using your password manager. To put all your passwords for all the cloud services. That have all your stuff in it, right? Put them all in one password. And then you print out and make a digital version of this um, this restore kit they have. It's basically a document. And you put in, you actually write down the master password on there uh, the information you need to access to access your your account. And then you put that in a safety deposit box, or you with your lawyer, maybe if they offer that kind of service, securely store that, trust the third party, as long as that document is somewhere it's safe, it's, it's, you know, no, no one's gonna be able to easily access it. But you'll be able to access it in a situation where it's completely where you're you have completely no other access. So that's why I'm thinking of doing a safety deposit box, because then uh, if I lose everything, I can, I can go down there and, you know, get into the box and get access to it if I forgot if I like completely forgot my password and everything. Um, so that's that's one thing to do because you're going to want to you're going to want to think of worst case scenarios for business continuity. If you cover the worst case scenario where you literally lose everything and you have to start over from scratch, then and you can do that with your plan and not lose data and not lose customers and not really lose business except for maybe the business you lose and the time it takes you to bootstrap back up. Well, then you've also covered the far less extreme situations where you know you're out of the office for a while for a vacation or you're sick, you know, or your business partner. You know is incapacitated or something like that uh finally I would say if you're a if you're like a software developer you're going to want to obviously part of your storing files is going to be storing source code and there are specialized places for that like github gitlab, etc but finally, whatever you do you're going to want to make sure you're using various kinds of backup services so if you're if we're talking business continuity and when I think of business continuity, I'm thinking about getting back into business as quickly as possible. I want to be able to get a new laptop and get booted right back to where it was before. That means I need a clone of my hard drive that I can plug in and clone back to my laptop or even just run off of temporarily so that I literally have lost none of my configuration of my operating system, none of my software, that kind of thing. So the the software I use is Carbon Copy Cloner, but there's a variety of these out there for different platforms. And as long as you can make a bootable clone of your hard drive and you do that regularly, and then that bootable clone is obviously backed up somewhere then you're you're good to go and then you want to also use some kind of cloud backup system on top of everything else i i think even if you're using something like dropbox even though it has like that multiple levels of undo restore feature you're still going to want just a straight up backup uh cloud backup system because you you know you can never have too many backups basically and the the systems today can allow you to encrypt them and you can put that encryption key in 1Password, for instance, so you can access it. You know, So, you can, so as long as you can get the 1Password again, you can get back to your data. But you can encrypt the stuff in the cloud so it's secure, even from the companies themselves if you want to go that far. But I like Backblaze. If you're an individual, you just have like one laptop to deal with. It's very cheap if you have a few computers. CrashPlan, I've also used the enterprise version of that before. And that one has a lot more advanced options if you're a larger business. So as you grow and you need to manage like company computers and backing up that data and stuff, you can use CrashPlan. Um, and I already mentioned Carbon Copy Cloner for cloning disks. So there's a lot involved here, and I, I know I talked about a lot of stuff rather quickly, but I guess the main thing I want to leave you with is business continuity is important. And, and what I mean by business continuity is, can your business run without you for some period of time? Or can, can your business run if your business partner is unavailable some point of time? Uh, Which means you need to be able to. It means you need to think about all the details in your business, all the systems that are involved in that, all of the people involved in that, and if you're not around, who's going to pick up the slack, and will they be able to do that? Will they be able to access the information, the data they need? And then once once you start thinking through that, there's a whole bunch of options on how to uh, to make that happen, especially if you're a very digital centric kind of company there's just endless options. Um and I would say the most important thing would be backup cloud storage and password managers. If if nothing else because then you can bootstrap up from the password manager to the cloud data and you know be back in business. Okay, so I think that is a lot of rambling. If you have your own thoughts about business continuity or specific tools or ways of, of you handle this kind of stuff, especially if you're an individual or a very small business, I would love to know. Uh, you can contact uh, me on on the podcast or personally on Twitter. I'm Stolton S T O L T O N on Twitter. The podcast itself has a Twitter account. It's uh, Daily Cron Pod. There's a link on our on the website to all this stuff. You go to it dot You can also find me or the podcast on Facebook. Uh, Facebook it's uh, at the Daily Cron. Uh, I'm Stephen Tolton on Facebook. Um, and the website itself has a contact form, so you can use that to send me an email if you want with whatever uh, you want to say. Um, and that's it, I think, for today. It's a pretty long one, and I'm going to put a lot of these links into the show notes so uh, you can explore the tools I mentioned here on your own. Okay? So I think that was pretty really good for Wednesday. Have a, a good night, good evening, or good day, whenever you're listening to this. And I'll see you next time. Keep the